Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. Ducks versus Huskies. There goes James to the right side. Going to drive hard. Going to get into the end zone. Touchdown, Oregon. Get out of my way. Good snap. Good hold. Kick is on the way. Kick is up. End over end kick. He's this is a Pac-12 Championship Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. Online at modspdx.com. Wide right by about a yard. That one stings. Pac-12 Championship Week with Danny and Dusty on 1080 The Fan. Hour number three here on Danny and Dusty. It's Thursday afternoon, 2 o'clock, which means it is time for us to make our picks for the NFL, well, yeah, we gotta we gotta talk with Damian Martinez really quick because I heard that in uh, old Rusty's update. Uh, we we need to get to that one, and we will not ignore that. Mm. Uh, going with the Cliff Harris, we smoked it all. Defense is probably the best way to go, but this, still a DUI, huh? Still a DUI. He can have the weed. He can have the weed. He's you're we've but that now. Did they test him for it? Mm. Well, I mean, I'm assuming if he was arrested for DUI, there were field sobriety tests. Yeah, I don't know. The, I don't know the. I don't know the field sobriety tests I mean, were being I high. I shouldn't loves. assume anything, but I don't know. Well, I mean, f- to put him in cuffs is a pretty big deal if they arrested him for yeah. it. So, um, yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that because that's just another hit to the beefs. So the hits just especially keep on after coming. he said he was gonna stay. You know. Yeah. Like, hey, it's the high of that, and then it's the actual high. That's right. That's right. Ain't that the truth? But before, uh, like, yeah, we do need to talk about that though. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's gonna be a good one to talk about because he's he's a good player. You want to you want to hit no. that here? No, no, okay, no we gotta it. get to our picks. Yeah, I just it. wanted to make sure yeah. everybody knew out there we got it. We got it. It's for everybody in the text line. It's in the hip pocket. Also, keep please keep your other. Uh, I'm just gonna say this bluntly. Please keep your very dumb and ignorant thoughts on Dude. relationships with underage women to yourself. Do not send them to us in the text line. I will put you on blast, and I will make you look very dumb. Or on or on my Twitter. Twitter, yeah. My God, go, go seek help. Bluntly, yeah. seek help. It's brutal. It is so brutal. <laughs> With that, let's get to NFL picks. Fire up that NFL music, Jeff Rust. Ah, <laughs> oh, speaking of brutal, one and four last week for me, buddy. I finally you fell. Yeah, it. Hey, it happens to the best of us. You're gonna be okay. I am gonna be okay because on you the will season, survive. I am 34, 22. And Let's four. go. You had a good week though. I was three and two. Yeah. Like I've just been hovering in this three Look, and two, three and two, two is a and good three place. realm. I'm back to thirty and thirty on the year. Hey, at five hundred. Look, the one key game is, above five hundred is a win. When you pick these five games, you know. It's which ones you load up on in yep. the old DraftKings app. You got, got, got to find your units. There's a lot of them I don't feel comfortable with mm. uh, you know, on a week-to-week basis. Last week, it was uh, it was an okay week. 
Patriots can go straight to hell. Yeah, betting betting with the Patriots is a bad idea. I took the over in that game. <laughs> they that got half the points. Psycho stuff. Yeah, well, did. I thought that the defenses were so bad that they would find a way to stumble into it. Jeff Ross, 29-30-1. Yeah. That one ug- ugly stepsister in there keeping you from being 500. After the previous two weeks going a combined 1-8-1, I was 4-1 and one last week. Hey, hey, look at you. Oh, look winner, at winner for the week, Jeff Ross. So, Jeff Ross, lead us off. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to start off violating one of my own rules Whoa. and also violating one of Danny's. Uh, the Cowboys are nine-point favorites at home tonight against the Seahawks. The Cowboys 5-0 and at home. Dak beats up on not-great teams, and let's face it, the Seahawks are not great. I'm taking the Cowboys minus nine. I said it. I didn't want to touch that game. I changed my mind in the break. I'm Ryan Cowboys minus nine against the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle is dinged up. They seem a little off kilter. Look, this they, when they lose, they lose spectacularly. Yes. Against good teams. Against bad teams, they keep it close. But when they play good teams and they get run, they get run out of the building. And it kind of just feels like the Cowboys are riding a high right now. Uh I hate trusting the Cowboys, but is his life. I had the uh the Cowboys and Seahawks on here, but I was I was gonna fade the Cowboys. Mm. But again, I, I'm not touching a line that big, so I'm, I refuse to do it. Instead, I'm going to break my own rule another way because the Bengals are so bad, and I am going to take Jags minus nine. <gasps> Jags minus nine, massive huh? number of the Jags. The Bengals, with the way they are right now, without Burrow, they are they're they're they can't score. Oh, it's huge. It's it, a big line. It's a massive line, but. The Bengals can't score. They can't score at all. And one thing that the Jacksonville Jaguars have done is score. And if they want to be for real, you go out there and you beat the crap out of bad teams. So I'm taking the Jags here. All right. All right. Breaking my own rule. Uh, the right. line that I found for that one was minus eight and a half. No. Oh. Uh, the Jags are only three and three at home, but those losses are against Kansas City in week two, Houston in week three, and San Francisco in week 10. Uh, so, you know, they've all been to at least pretty good teams, and Houston has picked things up. Uh, and plus, just, you know. Jake Browning. Uh, so, yeah, give me Jacksonville minus eight and a half. Ooh. First year, we took it to the limit. All right. Uh, my second pick here, I'm going to go the uh, – uh, I'm going to hate bet against my New England Patriots. I'm going with the L.A. Chargers, who are going across the country to play in New England. They are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, but I have no faith that the Patriots can even score five-and-a-half points. So, um, I think that the Chargers are going to – even win if it's seven it's a touchdown. Well, they win. Bailey Zappi you can miss and, the uh, extra point, too. Zappy and, uh, what, Cunningham taking all the reps this week? Yeah. 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 You know, like, Juju Smith-Schuster was asked, like, what what does Bailey Zappi bring to the team as a quarterback? He said he's a good-looking dude. I can't tell if, you're, I can't tell if you're gazing into the camera or just staring off blankly into the difference. Yes. Into the distance while you talk about The answer Patriots. is yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like where he's Send at. help. I, I'm taking what feels like the easiest line of the week here. I, I don't know. Like, there's got to be something weird here. This team blows. Lions minus four at Saints. Yeah. Indoors against yep. a bad team mm-hmm. in a get-right game. And again, Lions had a big line to cover against a bad team, the Bears, mm-hmm. and did not. This is a small line against a bad team. Yeah. What what am I missing here? The people in Vegas, as Mike Leach would call them. Some mm. sanctimonious troll. Mm. 
there's something not right there, but I'm I'm gonna be a big old sea bass and I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit you're that gonna, line. You're gonna take the stinky line. I'm huh? gonna take the stinky cheese. Take that stinky line, mm. Rust. Uh, I got a couple I can catch up on here with you guys, Dusty. I'm also going to hate bet against your Patriots with the Chargers at minus five and a half. Uh, We're all taking it. Yes, exactly. And Danny, I'm on your side too with the Lions <laughs> minus four. They're four and one on the road, and those teams they've beaten on the road are the Chiefs, the Packers. The Buccaneers and the Chargers, they lost to uh, Baltimore uh, in Baltimore, and that one was kind of an arse whooping. Uh, but, yeah, give me those uh, Lions minus four. My skin is curling. Yeah. 49ers minus three heading to Philadelphia. Uh, San Francisco had the luxury of mm. being able to play on Thursday night on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. call the dogs off against the uh, Seattle Seahawks and they were bludgeoning them. You have a Eagles team that had to. I mean, they had they had to strain for that one. You win in overtime, and it's a late game. And mm-hmm. now you're we're sitting there having to push forward an extra rest for San Francisco. Short week for a shorter week for the Eagles in an overtime game. It does take that little extra strain and off of you. No Lane Johnson, and I'm going to go with the 49ers. Like games like those, I don't touch. I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down, but I tend to stay away from those matchups. Instead, I like to get into the to, to the ooey gooey. I'm going to take the Titans plus one against the Colts. They played a close game last week. I think they're going to go back to it. And I think the Titans will we'll, we'll figure it out this week. The back to back week. It's it's hard to beat a team twice in the NFL. I really don't care what you think. I'm on a Mike Leach drop. I'll lose right now. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's very strange that you're over there playing the the epithets of a dead man. Yeah, no, I think there's more guys that have passed that are on here. <laughs> play, play a little Good game called "Dead or Alive" on the drops. No days off. No days off. Alive. I'm just gonna say, Bill Belichick. Yeah. His soul is dead, though, yeah. watching this team. Little, cold little black heart. What's, I've always thought that was weird about that one. Is this, it doesn't sound like Bill Belichick. It sounds like Jeff Fisher. Oh. To me. Oh, God, that does. Now just that a second. is seven and nine bull. No days off. No days off. That is seven yeah. and nine yeah. bull. Yeah. Same yeah. kind of cadence. Right? Yeah. Uh, the Broncos are at the Texans. Broncos have won five straight. The Texans are four and two at home, but they've not been uh, against great teams. Uh, there I say it. Give me the underdog Broncos plus three and a half on the road. <laughs> Screw your Broncos. I'm taking the Texans minus three and a half. <laughs> I refuse to give the Broncos any credit. They actually have to put up points this week. They have to actually have to play some semblance of a team. Give me the Texans minus three and a half at home. You know what's going to happen is they're going to win by three, and the Texans are going to screw you by a half point like they did me a couple weeks ago. <laughs> you know what, Russ? Broncos orange. Let's ride. <laughs> Road dog, I'm taking that game too. Go Broncos. Gross. You kind of have to hate pick against the Broncos at this point. You know? How so? Well, just because, like, the YouTube chat, Ginger Fit Dad, and you have, like, this rivalry going where I don't know if you are participating in it, but no. he is, and he believes you hate the Denver Broncos. Well, I mean, I so hate, you kind of have to do it now. Well, I mean, I hate the Broncos. I always yeah. have, but I just think they suck. Yeah, all right. Six and five is not good, especially when your six wins have come against bad teams or weird circumstances. Yeah. Especially when you're winning games with your quarterback throwing for 160 yards against bad teams. All right. 
Uh, anybody else got? Do am I the only one that has a? Yeah, I think yeah, clear. I doubled up on both your guys, yeah. so I had the Texans and the Chargers. So yeah, I, I split some picks between y'all. All right, uh, for my final pick, a cheeseburger and went to bed. Let's go, Chiefs, heading to Green Bay, <laughs> where all the cheese heads are. God, I love Andy Reid. He's going to uh, have a cheeseburger and go to bed. It'll be that fine Wisconsin cheese. Maybe I'll have a spotted cow beer on the flight home. Uh, give me the Chiefs minus six at the Packers. Jordan Love has been playing really well as of late. Uh, I like Kansas City in this spot, though, because they have a ton to play for right now. Not that the Packers do not. They are playing. The Pack, well, don't look now. Packers playing really good. Really good football. Really good. Jordan Love, really good football. I love how you talk yourself into quarterbacks getting slightly right above the don't, please don't suck level. Um. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Love has been good, though. Mm. I think uh, the month of November, he completed 66% of his passes, averaging like, what was it, uh, 300 yards a game or something like that. In uh, Yeah, 64% of his passes threw for 1,336 yards, nine touchdowns, only three interceptions in the month of November. Not buying it. That's pretty good. That's that's a good statistic, not buddy. Not buying it. Yeah, I'm not buying it either. That's why I'm picking the Chiefs to win the game, damn it. <laughs> Now, being in Kansas City, shouldn't he have like a pulled pork sandwich and go to bed? I think Andy Reid can, can go from pulled pork to cheeseburger to ribs and get the itis. Well, I guess, let's face it, Andy Reid's probably having the burger with the pulled pork on top of it. Mm. I'm not going to lie. The, the, the brisket on the burger with the burger, you ever had that? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. You, you just said it Get like it's like pretty normal. Yeah. Like Rust is like, mm-hmm, I've yeah, had that. Yeah. yeah, of course I have. Yeah. Uh, no, the barnyard burger with the no. brisket burger and the egg. Uh, no, no. Mm-mm. I can't. Re- I think it's the Texas Roadhouse that does that. Uh, I don't know. Is uh, like a heart surgeon out there handing yes. out his card <laughs> on the way out? Like, oh, yeah. hey, see you soon. Yeah, see you soon. We're gonna have to clean you up. Oh, <laughs> looks like you're overdue. <laughs> I'm gonna see you yeah. real soon. Yeah. See, see the other guy. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Hey, little Johnny, you're Morning. gonna need to save that for later. Morning, Ralph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back again, are we? Mm. Want me to punch your punch card? <laughs> Do you get three punches for a triple bypass? Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one for each artery that yeah. they clean up there. Yeah. No, 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 no. You only get one per surgery. Doesn't matter how many arteries. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Yeah. <laughs> Here, take the T-shirt then. Damn, <laughs> that has barbecue sauce. Get out of here. <laughs> With that, those are our picks this week. Check back in next week to see how poorly or greatly we have done. Coming up next, we, we will talk. We will talk about the uh, the arrest of Damian Martinez and what that you know means. College football. <laughs> Danny and Dusty, Teddy the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Pac-12 Championship Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. On 1080, The Fan. Oh, the hits just keep on coming for Oregon State. 
Star running back Damian Martinez has been arrested. This sucks, man. For DUI, for yeah. uh, what appears to be marijuana. Look, and DUI is very serious, and apparently read a red, ran a red light. They pulled him over, uh, smelled marijuana in the vehicle. Uh, I don't know what his legal course of action can do. I mean, unless he admitted to smoking it. Um, I, I don't know what he can do, but um, he was arrested. They said they smelled marijuana in his vehicle. And this is just another hit, man. Things are just kind of keep on spiral, spiraling, right? At Oregon State, you get the hire with Bray. You do it quickly and efficiently. After losing Jonathan Smith, you lose DJ in the portal. And it's just like for every piece of good news, there's a there's a piece of negative news coming out about the program. And that that is so tough on a on a fan base. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's really tough on the locker room too. Yeah, and I think that that is something that we aren't talking about nearly enough. Is with lost in all of this is the fact that you got eighty five guys in that locker room who are coming from various parts of the country, sure, backgrounds, mm-hmm. upbringings, education. And they are all coming to one place, and you rally around your coach. And, and whether people want to admit it or not, like you do go to the school, but you go for the coach. And this is a big one when you lose the assistant coaches that you have lost, along with your head coach and Jonathan Smith. And the fact of the matter is that Jonathan Smith told us that it's because Michigan State is better. It's better than where you're at right mm-hmm. now. That sucks, and that hurts your soul, especially when you buy in and you believe that coach. When all of a sudden you start having things like this pop up, mm-hmm. it becomes fractured. Then you're like, okay, it'll galvanize you. Jonathan Smith leaving will galvanize that locker room mm-hmm. for a while. But as time goes on and you get a week out, you get two weeks out, all of a sudden the self preservation of everybody starts kicking in. Mm-hmm. Like you go from coming together to what okay what does i need to look for out me? for me yeah. and in my best interest yes. and for some people it will be sticking around and that is that is the truth and i mean i know i've been through this and i've talked to people you know who have gone through changes at the fbs level mm-hmm. and at the power five level and these are the conversations that always happen it is we're going to rally the troops we're going to come together and then a week or two later it's all right the dust is settled is this really what is best for me and, and there will be a lot of guys that stick around. Especially if you get away from the team. Because yeah. you're at the end of the season, even though you've got workouts and you've got non-mandatory stuff and you've got bowl games or whatever, that, but you start mm-hmm. getting away from the team a little bit more. And it's also because of the transfer portal and because of the weirdness that is college football, that is the time that you're most vulnerable mm-hmm. and other coaches and other recruiters know that and that's when they approach you. Well, and everybody's in your ear. Yes. Everybody is in your ear from your teammates to your classmates and your neighbors that are on campus, all of your friends from back home, your parents, what are you going to do? What are you thinking? How 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 is this all going to sort out? And then you start going through, and it really, the more people that you talk to, you start kind of organizing your priority list in your, in your head. And some people, it's really quick, and they can make that choice. For other guys, it will take some time. And I think, like, the one thing about the portal only being open temporarily is that there will be some time where Trent Bray can talk guys into to sticking around that are maybe on the fence. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more distractions that pop up in in this time and in, during this window that is about to open come Monday, 
uh, the harder and harder it, it does because, you know, these are the things that weren't happening. They, these are things that weren't happening before. And now you're taking a look around and be like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff changing around here. And that, that that's not to say that like, Jonathan Smith or anybody else is responsible for this Damian Martinez incident. No. But when you're when you're in it and you're looking at it, you're sitting there and you go through, you're like, man, like the hits just keep on coming. Yeah. And this this is not normal uh, not normal. This is not unusual Mm-mm. to see happen. Mm-mm. Uh, it's unfortunate, that's for sure. And hopefully that you know it's just a it's a, just a little blip for Damian Martinez. Look, we're in a place in a society now, marijuana is legal. Sure is. This is not again, we, we kind of made the joke about Cliff Harris, you know, you smoked it all. Uh yeah, getting pulled it. over in the traffic tra- in the traffic stop. And there's always been the stories behind the scenes of interesting ways players Dude, have avoided drug tests. ESPN wrote a story about a strain of weed. That was like named after the Oregon football program years ago, right? Yeah. Who was that writer? Who? Uh, gosh, it was like five or six years ago, and like it, it, it has been well documented that college athletes, they, like college, wait, hold on, college, college students, <laughs> they they drink, they smoke weed, mm-hmm. unless you're at BYU and. If you talk to Souk, even some at BYU, <laughs> quietly, you know, it's it, but like this is uh, he. It, this is normal college student yeah. this, behavior. It is when you get behind the wheel of a car, yes. it changes. And this is what we were talking about with like uh, what we were talking about with an NIL. With NIL comes also a lot more responsibility yes. too, because guess what's going to be leaving for Damian Martinez? Some of those those local endorsement opportunities because they don't want to be associated with a guy who just got a DUI conviction. No, no, that's reality. Yeah. Yeah. This is tough, man. No, it sucks. And it, it's, it, it's it, tough. It, look, it, it always sucks. And we can always agree with that. Yep. The timing of this one just sucks more. Sure. Cause you're just like, come on, man, because that's supposed to be the guy that you're leaning on. Yeah. That's, that's the, your, you know, future NFL draft pick running back, the, the backbone of your team between hopefully him and Aiden Childs. So it's like, it's none just, of it, none of it means that Damian Martinez is an awful human being. No, not at a, all. Is a person that made a horrendous mistake. He, he just made a very poor decision. And he's, he's very lucky that no one was hurt. Nobody was hurt. No. N- nobody at all. Like, he, he is. He's lucky in that regard. Shouts out to being uh, in Corvallis and not a, you know, <sighs> big city. Right. Yeah, no. All right, coming up next, we will revisit the Pac-12 championship game that is coming up here tomorrow on 10 in the Fan. We'll have you covered from beginning to end, pregame, during the game, and postgame. We'll get to that and more. But first, here's the Big Kahuna Sports Center update. Yeah, they got some tasty burgers. This is Pac-12 Championship Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. On 1080 The Fan. Welcome into the paranoid final half hour of uh, Danny and Dusty. Hey, oh, the Pac-12 Championship game will get underway here, right here on 1080 The Fan tomorrow. We have you covered pre, during, and after the game. Dusty will be covering the game from the sidelines yeah. ahead of Oregon versus Washington, and they'll have you uh, all gassed up, ready to go before the uh, not the penultimate, the ultimate 
Pac-12 title game. It is the final Pac-12 title game as we all know and see it. Mm-hmm. That, uh, look, and it doesn't get much better than this, right? No. The, all the pomp and circumstance. Everyone's remotely healthy for the most yeah. part. Uh, the storylines coming into this are great for both sides, mm-hmm. and everything is on the line for both sides. Look, yeah. You have winning your end of the CFP. Yep. Heisman potentially on the line. Yep. Even though I think Michael Penix is is out for Bo Nix, I mean for Penix, if Penix throws for four hundred yards, if he throws four hundred touchdowns, yeah. then you like, go. All of a sudden, people are like that body worked pretty damn good, <laughs> and he did it in a championship weekend where guess who's sitting at home? Jane Daniels yep. at LSU, mm-hmm. right? You have Bo Nix and and, and he did it for the second time with the Heisman. You have these two teams that are built in different ways, mm-hmm. right? Where Oregon has more of the high-end talent, the recruiting talent, but both went to the portal to go get a quarterback. It's a rivalry game. It's in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. baby. Everything that you could ask for. It's a top-five matchup. The first time we've seen a top-five matchup in this conference since 1976. It's everything you could want in a conference title game, and it's the last one that we're ever going to see. So I'm really excited about this. And as we talked about Washington's offense and how it pairs up with Oregon's defense, like, look, Obviously, uh, Penix in his receiving core, they are going to be the guys who win or lose this game for UW. It's as simple as that because they can do things that very few teams in the country can. It's the great equalizer. You don't need balance. You don't need time of possession. What you need is that quarterback to be dealing, and he's got plenty of guys to do it, right? Everybody that's an Oregon fan really found out what Giles Jackson and Jeremy Bernard are because they stepped up huge in that game earlier in the season. Roma Dunze, everybody knows. You have him circled. Jalen Polk, you know who he is. You have him circled. Jalen McMillan, you have him circled because you know what he is capable of doing, but their ancillary pieces are really stinking good too. So can Dylan Jack- Johnson be out of the backfield? And he has run the ball effectively for them this year. But it really comes down to the two dudes on the edge, Dorless and Birch, the young bucks that are behind them mm-hmm. in in Blake Purchase and Uyunglele and uh, uh, Tuioti. Those guys have to be huge. Dante Manning has got to step up and play, play some big boy football, and he has this year. But make no mistake, like Oregon State went at him a few times last week, but he came up with a huge interception. It's going to be those pick. timely plays. And Oregon's defense at the beginning of the year, prior to that Washington game, they were not creating a lot of turnovers. They really weren't. They have created a turnover in every game since. And UW's defense, they've had at least two interceptions in each of the last three games. They've picked off the, the opponent twice. Mm-hmm. Like the defensive backs are going to be huge, but without Jaleel Florence, if if that injury still is, is lingering. lingering and holding him out, which you know all signs kind of point to that, he was in a sling yeah. for goodness sakes last week. You can do a lot of things with fingers and toes and yeah, sling in slings are those guys are going to be huge. But yeah. also, you know who I think is going to be huge for this Oregon defense is a guy that we've seen him slowly but surely become a bigger and bigger impact, mm-hmm. Justin Jacobs. Mm-hmm. He is. As he's gotten healthy, yes. He's a damn dude. And so there's a lot that is available to Oregon that really wasn't available before. And I think that Oregon game, or that Washington game, and then I'll flip it to when they went down to Utah. It started in, in Seattle, but it turned on when they went to Salt Lake City. That defense clicked with, the comfort in the rotations that they have. Mm-hmm. 
you started to see the defense was becoming getting more effective on making quarterbacks uncomfortable. And I, I get it. It was Bryson Barnes, but it hasn't changed no. since that game. And that's honestly, I find that to be really important in a, in a big distinction because you're, you're not only getting those rotations down, but you're getting buy-in in a world where we've talked so much today about NIL and opportunities and maximization that, Nobody on that defensive front has been selfish yeah. and screamed about not getting their snaps and not yep. getting their opportunities so they can, you know, put tape on down down for the NFL or for NIL for whatever it is, whatever individual selfish person. And I'm not saying that to, like that, that anybody's a, uh, above or greater than or you should really look to this as, as like this uh, stark example. No, but it's just it it is comforting and it is a solid buy it and you do have to. Uh, credit the coaching staff and the players for getting everybody on that same page to where you can rotate eight guys and nobody publicly is pissed off about it. Look, Dan Lanning, he caught some flack for the rooted in substance. You know, they mm-hmm. play for clicks. You know, we play for it's a great line, wins, right? Lie. It is kind of, we're, we're see, we've seen that play out and it's kind of the team before everybody else and that whole FIBU mentality that they have. Their defense has played really well, but so has, I think, Washington's defense has been playing outstanding as well. Um, I'm not as high on Muhammad, uh, number one, the corner on the outside, as a lot of people are, but he has played really good football. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I said, eight turnovers in the last four games Mm -hmm. they've created. This UW team is getting the ball back Mm -hmm. for their offense. And when their offense is struggling and you're like, all right, how are they getting this done? It's because when they they get drugged into deep water, their defense is creating extra opportunities for their offense. That is why they are pulling out these games is because – Ball security on the other side, something Oregon has been phenomenal at, and Bo Nix has been exquisite at throughout his in- entire time at Oregon. It has to continue if they're going to win the, the conference championship game, though, because Washington's defense is is much improved, and the, it's been really hard for teams to get to him. That's got to stay the same, too. Bo Nix has been clean all season long. Five sacks on the year. Even a couple of those have been like questionable where he's getting back to the line of scrimmage, and they're like, ah, sack, right? It's a sack. It's not a, it's not a rush. Right, but in, in rightfully so. Defense guys are like, yeah, hell yeah, give that to me. <laughs> sack, I want that one. Mine, I mine. want that one right there. But um, his protection has been great, and he's got to be the distributor. I, I really do think, though, where Oregon is going to win the game and where they want to win the game is they have to be able to run the ball effectively with Bucky Irving and Jordan James. Uh, Big Thule, their their squatter in the middle of their defensive line. Mm -hmm. He's a run stuffer. Oh, my goodness. He had a play against USC that was – I'm sorry, not against USC, against Oregon State when their guard went out. And the very next play, he submarined the line Mm -hmm. and then reached back and grabbed Martinez, who is a monster – with one arm around the ankle and ripped him down. And I went, oh, okay. And it cannot, you cannot, that's where the offense for Oregon will get bogged down, is if Thule is effective, if Oregon is not able to create those running lanes for James and Jordan. And we saw this, we saw this in the Oregon State game quite often. How many times in that game did you see that little sliver of room that those two backs need, mm-hmm. but like a, a hand came in and grabbed an ankle. Yep, and they just kind of tripped up, bobbled like, up just a little bit. That four yard gain could have been fifty, mm-hmm. right? And it's those little things, though, mm-hmm. that you have got to be able to to pop a couple of those in, in a conference championship game when you're playing a team of this caliber. And that that is going to be the interior run game for Oregon is where their offense will either thrive or 
it's going to be a heck of a lot harder because if you can open things up, but with Bucky and Jordan James, you know, it's, it sounds like the, the cliche, like, Hey, run the ball and your offense will operate. It's much more than that because if you run the ball between the, the tackles effectively for Oregon's offense, it opens up so much more for when Bo Nix and that offense do the quarter roll or the half rollout in creating a little bit extra time because their focus is between the tackles and you're setting that new edge on the outside. Mm-hmm. So even if they have a good pass rush, you can escape that to the edge. And they do have a very good pass rush that has been nicked up and dinged up over the last couple of weeks. But if it eliminates one side if you can run the ball between the tackles because Bo Nix, his mobility and his ability to throw on the run, think of the end of the half, yes. is such a it's such a luxury for Oregon, especially if they want to push the ball down the field. And it's something they haven't done. What's been interesting, and you and I have talked about this off air, is that Bo Nix has not had to, nor has Oregon asked Bo Nix to run the ball like they did last year. No, he and you saw it on the touchdown run mm-hmm. the last week in the Civil War. They're heating him up. They're heating him up. And it's like they're almost saving it to make sure because of the ankle last year in the Washington game where like, you know what, let's see if we can keep him in the pocket and keep him from getting hits and maybe not get him beat up so we don't worry about him wearing it down down the stretch or picking up an injury. No doubt. You you can you no can't doubt. You can't protect him that much, but you can keep him from taking an additional 30 hits a season yeah. in an opportunity of which quarterbacks just takes one hit. And now you're sitting there, and you you add Bo Nix's element of run. Mm-hmm. Dude, you when, have when nothing they start, to lose now. When they start biting on those RPO fakes, and Bo does finally take one. You're talking about a Heisman moment, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, Jane Daniels, he can run and throw. Yeah. Uh, Bo Nix was the number one dual threat quarterback in the same class as Jaden Daniels, just so we're clear. I remember watching him in the Elite 11 and just being like, damn. And I I remember thinking in my head, like, man, Oregon's lucky that they don't play Auburn next year. (laughs) Bo Nix had a little bit of seasoning. Turns out he started that week one. And he was shaky, man. He was shaky as all get out. And I think that's a really cool part about this story for Bo and ending it you know, if they get a win here, he can bookend his career mm. with a a regular season win over the Oregon Ducks and then leading the Oregon Ducks to a Pac-12 title and potentially college football playoff. Pretty cool. <laughs> That's wild, man. That's pretty cool. All right, coming up, we will, uh, I should say, when we come back, we will make our picks ahead of the Pac-12 title game and then wrap things up. Take care. Danny Dusty, Danny the fan. This is Pac-12 Championship Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Mod PDX. The future of building is here. On 1080 The Fan. I'm never going to give the Broncos credit. You're, you're feeding him. Not, you're feeding him. Nope. You're feeding him. I love this. It's a, it's, it's a great it's a great rivalry you know, we have in our sports world right now. You know what is a great rivalry? A great rivalry? Oregon yeah, Washington. It sure is against the Pac-12 refs. Wow, I'm a swore. <laughs> sure as bleep is, huh? Don't get me fired on the last segment of the week. <laughs> Just uh, wanted to start well, my weekend early. Well, you it's the last segment of the week for for me. Mm, yeah, Rust will be here. Well, last folks. segment of this show <laughs> for me. Yes. <laughs> Russ will be here tomorrow. I'll be here my normal hours. I uh, I told Russ, I'm like, hey, we got Friday off. And I was like, oh, 
Yeah, you do. I do. You be hard working, I, hard hardly working back there. Same, same shift for me work. tomorrow. Mm. Shift, shift, shift. Emphasize that F. 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 College football. College football. A gusgasm is a good transition for anything. Let's get our picks in. Oregon, Washington, Pac-12 title game. Screw it. I'll go first. I'm going to take the Ducks, but I'm going to take Washington to cover. Oh, oh, oh. I think this is going to be another close one, but I think this time Oregon. I think Oregon's going to win this by five or six. I don't think we're getting nine. I think I think we're getting the under one score, one under one touchdown, but I think there's a little bit more of a difference. I think uh, both coaches are going to take points when they get opportunities. I do, too. I, I, I'm right there That's with you the on one. that one. I, I do think that this game is going to be closer. Uh, it is a look. It is a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. All of the metrics are telling you Oregon will win, and Oregon will win in a route. Mm-hmm. It does not get much bigger than this stage, and what what is at stake here? And I think that's a really important thing. And like, if it is between the ears for Penix, a lot of the struggles, and it's not just physical with the ribs. That could make this thing get squirrely too. I mean, that's a very real possibility in this game is that, you know, they affect him and that pressure just kind of mounting and mounting in the undefeated season and everything that goes with it. Um, it, it we could see it come to a head in in this matchup and in this game because when they spot at the college football playoff is online, you're playing your bitter rival for it, buddy. There is no there is no favorite and there is no underdog. It's going to be a heavyweight fight. I think Oregon does win, um, but I do believe, I do declare, it will be a closer game. It will be a closer game just based on rivalry and what we know of both of these teams and what their best punch can be. Because Oregon's been given their best punch all season long, and I think that that's a big credit to them. We saw what Washington's best punch can be, and it was a win at home. It was. They won. They, they, they are we people forgetting they won the game? Yes, they are forgetting. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I, I think it's gonna be awesome. It's going to be it's gonna be a fun as hell game. The atmosphere I think will be outstanding down in Vegas. It sold out a long time ago. I don't know what the stands are actually gonna look like because secondary market goes crazy. But yeah, that's what I'm wondering. What the what the, the, the who travels better to this? Yeah, I'll do a head count. Yeah. I'll count them indiv- individually. I like it. And we'll make sure we we get that thing going. But I know a lot of people that are going down. If you are a Duck fan and you are heading down to the Pac-12 championship game, uh, hey, give me shout-outs on, on Twitter, at Dusty underscore Hera. Um, I'm, I'm in Vegas. I'll be there. Oh. Let's, if you're a Duck, if you're a Husky, let's just hit me up on Twitter and maybe we can uh, work something out there. Uh, all right. We do not have four hours of power. We don't. We've got Seahawks football coming to you. Seahawks-Cowboys pregame starting now. We will be back with you on Monday from noon to 3. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday from noon to 3 right here on 1080 The Fan. Bye. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.